start up every episode <laughs> yay, yay! <laughs> all right well today we have a very special guest and one of our core team members here in taos ginger and we're so excited to have you and hear your insights you sure have helped me a lot ginger and i think you have a lot to offer for the planet and humanity and then we have Matthew Ryan as well. Yay. <laughs> Myself saying so. Um, you were talking a minute ago, Ginger, about this idea of sort of being on the high dive, on the edge of the diving board, and getting ready to jump in. And there's so much change happening in all of our lives right now. And it's uh, transformative in so many ways <laughs> and I think you speak really beautifully about it I know you've encouraged me at many points to just go for it and that can be a really tough and intimidating moment because so much of our programming has been designed to limit us and to keep us in this sort of enslavement mentality where we don't want to shine too bright and we don't really want to show our face to the public um, and we don't want to be ridiculed for speaking our truth, you know. So I was wondering if you would be willing to jump in with um, what you were just explaining to us a few minutes ago. Well, within the context of this moment that everyone's facing individually and collectively, it reminds me of, so you're a kid, and someone's going off the high diving board. And you're like, I really want to do that. So you screw up your courage at one point, just climbing the ladder up to the top of the high diving board. And now you're at the end of the high diving board and reality sets in. And you're like, well, do I dive? Do I try and be graceful about this? Or do I literally just jump and at least get in the water? That's kind of where I see many people at. And of course, there's fear. Of course, there's the unknown. Am I going to go to the bottom of the pool or the lake and crash or whatever? But you know you have to do it, so you jump. And that's the moment I feel like so many of us are at. And again, the collective is at. We're facing something brand new. Um, I've always been the type of person that kind of makes it up as I go along. And I feel that many people are going to have to get more comfortable with that. That to me is the moment where true creativity happens. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, Matthew, I know that Obviously, at some point in your life, you made that leap. You've been doing healing work for how long now? <laughs> uh, it has been uh, 12 and a half years full time. Damn. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know if you'd like to add on that concept. but 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I really, I really resonate with, with this concept. And I agree with you, Ginger, that it's, uh, this is an energy. It's, uh, it's like a, like maybe a field of consciousness or something that is really moving through, um, as you said, like this, this distortion, you know, matrix of, uh, you know, keeping us locked into the programming. And, and it's like we're facing these moments where we have guidance and inspiration that's rising from within ourselves. And yet we have to, you know, reconcile that with the the way that the existing control matrix has directed us. And so, yeah, in my, in my personal experience, I definitely can relate to that where uh, you know, my ex-wife and I, we were, uh, we had taken over a very successful gallery and furniture store inside of our community here in Taos. And, uh, it kind of coincided as we were, you know, changing directions. It coincided with, um, the, the collapse of the economy in 2008. And so as the, the material, matrix of the situation of the economy was collapsing and we saw our revenue like just plummet through the floor you know basically over the next couple of years i was kind of forced into a situation of like this is no longer tenable it i realized after closing the gallery i had one foot in a nervous breakdown and i didn't realize it like i i was really my nervous system was completely shot from the stress and uh, all these old patterns, you know, coming up or, or around, uh, you know, money and prosperity and and finally reached that point where when we made the decision to close, um, I was left, uh, you know, for a few months, really just recovering my energy. And luckily, my my ex-wife, you know, she had a, a managerial position at, at a really successful restaurant. And so we were financially we were OK, but it, I reached that place of going, OK, well, now what? You know, now now what do I do? I've, I've been running my own business now for a few years. I don't think I can go become an employee like that. Like I just knew within myself that that was going to be a, a soul crushing experience. I was literally hearing soul crushing <laughs> as you're saying. <laughs> so, yep, oh, there, there's the truth and the confirmation. Wow. And so, you know, and I had always, I'd been interested in doing the healing work and had been kind of practicing via the gallery where, you know, uh, Lane put a, a sign outside the gallery underneath our, the Fafa sign. And it said crystals slash readings. And so these tourists that were always coming in, we were in a prominent like location in the middle of town and tourists were always coming in going, I, I, I want a crystal reading. What's a crystal reading, you know, and it was crystals slash readings because we were selling crystals. But that in that moment, you know, like, of of looking into this unknown and what's the future direction and you know I was supported by my partner in being able to take that leap you know to to dive into the unknown of how do I do this you know how 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 am I going to arrange all of this and the the only thing that really mattered was the decision of making the decision that this is now the new recalibration this is the new direction and uh everything necessary from you know, uh, the, the, the clients to, uh, the healing center, like all, all of these things ended up then kind of magnetizing in. And, uh, but it really was that, that decision to, to kind of jump off into the unknown, but because it was in alignment with my spirit, 
Um, it eventually brought in, uh, you know, all of the circumstances necessary to support me. And then eventually when Lane and I, when we ended our marriage, um, you know, that was again, another kind of jumping off point because there was, I couldn't rely upon that other source of income. And, and so there was more of an urgency and yet the same thing of surrendering into your divine purpose, even if it doesn't, you know, it looks scary. It, 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 at least in my experience, it, everything magnetized in and it's, and I've been able to support myself in this work ever, you know, ever since then. And, uh, but it, it does, it takes a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fear that will come up and old programming. So yeah, it's, I think that this is something that so many people right now are facing and it comes up all the time in sessions with people where they're, they see and they know deep within themselves that there is a new direction. Uh, they just maybe don't know how to identify that direction quite yet. It's not like formed yet. And that's where we always begin this process is, you know, putting yourself into vibrational alignment with the future timeline that you feel like you're being called into manifesting. And I think that the circumstances then arrange themselves accordingly. Yeah. So beautifully stated, (laughs) (laughs) Matthew, Matthew Ryan. Um, And, and, you know, when you speak about that, it's, you know, that, that was 12 years ago, whatever for you, I'm in the middle of that process right now. So it's so relevant. Yeah. And when I watch myself and again, Ginger, you know, thank you, but (laughs) you've helped me so much, but, um, I watch myself oscillate between these moments of like, I am so lit up. I have so much to offer for the planet. I am so excited for all the people I'm going to help and work with and all the, you know, co-creative magic we're going to bring in here. And I just, I want it to be everywhere and I want to be doing all of it right, right at once. Right. And then a few days later, you know, I'm like, oh, like. That was hard getting out of bed. <laughs> I'm like, and now I have to put the dishes away. Like, oh boy, you know, <laughs> I don't know. This is looking tough. <laughs> and I mean, you know, it's, it's funny, but that's real. Like that's, oh, totally. that's been my real day-to-day existence and massive oscillations mm-hmm. between different kind of frequency bands. And um, something that we had discussed, you know, just a minute ago was, how it almost feels like right now we're we're moving through these these different layers of timelines on the planet and then individually through different lifelines and there's kind of this oscillation this like wow 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 well at at one minute will it'll feel so close like the entire new earth structure everything is there ready already prepared on the light grid ready to go and ready to just manifest right into our physical world and then the you know the next day you're like ah that just seems impossibly far away and you know maybe you have an experience like justine and i going to denver and being like wow this is really different from (laughs) from my day not not to riff on denver if you're from denver and you're doing great work there that's awesome yeah 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 it's a great city but it's it's a city but yeah yeah or like (laughs) or uh you know going to like espanola to go to the lowe's you know the hardware store and you're like wow like the apocalypse kind of hit here you know and like maybe like on one sense it's like 
oh, we're not on the apocalyptic timeline anymore. We're on this beautiful new earth creation frequency. And then you pop down there and you're like, oh, well, maybe some people are, you know? And I think what's happening right now is really interesting because the the pressure is ramping up. It's clamping down. There's this constriction mm. through the system, through, you know, inflation. I think most of it's coming through financial manipulation, mm. but it's also then happening holographically through all of the energetics mm. and the frequency modulation, the, the, the matrix overlays, all the things that they're pumping onto the planet are turned up to max. And so is the solar activity. So are the new light codes that are dropping onto the planet. And so it's, it's like we're in this pressure cooker right now of so much information from so many different angles coming down and informing our fields, you know, and we, we see lifelines opening and closing in real time all day long, every day. Yeah. Right. And, and so it, it takes a degree of mastery just to hold your center and, and keep level moving through this time period. But, um, yeah, I had a conversation with my dad yesterday at lunch and, and he was explaining kind of what he's going through. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, that, you know, makes all of us, everyone I know, you know, <laughs> basically struggling with the same thing. So don't beat yourself up. You know, from from my perspective, you're doing an amazing job, mm. you know, and and I think that from we've talked about this, Matthew, you know, from a different perspective, a different level we are being cheered on like you cannot believe just for being here and for for holding on and for riding this crazy wave and you know still being of service to the greatest degree we can but uh it's it's miraculous that we're here at this point that you know we haven't hit one of those catastrophe timelines that we're calling in the most beautiful subtle organic evolution of this system as it raises in frequency as we move to the new octave <laughs> well everything that you both just said it's so interesting matthew that i never put this together in terms of our own moving fully into the healing arts because when i sold my business back east to move out to Taos, very similar kind of things were going on. But I think it's important with what you said, Zane, is there can be a tendency, particularly when you have grown up in Western cultures and the education system and the culture itself, to be results-oriented. And when you're results-oriented, you put that pressure on yourself when you know that you're here for this higher mission, you've established that and you want to be of service, it's like, okay, what do we do now? We got to, you know, like, I'm not seeing any results here. I got goals. I'm not seeing any results. And that can be um, a deterrent to what actually needs to happen. So the stepping back when, as you described, you feel sort of the crashing of another timeline come in when you were feeling so high a minute ago, is it's that self-awareness, that constant self-awareness. And for me, because I've always been a big picture kind of person, it's like going to the big picture. Okay, what is important? 
If you can't figure out in your own life what's most important in terms of a moment in time or a chunk of time, it's like, all right, well, what's most important in terms of what I'm here to do, make my contribution in the bigger picture? That to me brings, starts to bring in some clarity and focus where you might have gotten off course for a little bit. And then self-care. I mean, that's the thing. When you are results-oriented and you're so committed in your, your purpose here and everything else, and you got your, you're all armored up with like, let's do this, it, it doesn't happen in a straight line. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be really careful with the whole self-awareness thing as to when to like step back, take time off. That even goes for so many people are talking about, you know, waking up in the morning and it's like, oh my God, you know, like what I was doing on the astral plane, you wouldn't believe. Yeah, <laughs> so true. And to me, and I've advised clients in this as well, well, you've actually got to take yourself off duty. You've got to say, okay, I need to be off duty. And you have to know how to do that. And that's where that whole self-care thing comes in. There are many, many of us on the planet right now that are working towards this. We all don't have to be full on in every single moment because we'll burn out. So I think that's an important piece to what's going on as far as the awareness of how do we continue to move this forward? But it also has sort of a, uh, it has a divine timing to it. it. And there's trust. There has to be a trust and a faith that it's actually like we're doing it. We are actually doing it. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think that, that that's an important point as people, you know, if, if you're finding yourself in, the, a similar situation here where where you're being called into another direction or you're you're feeling this uh, a compulsion to recalibrate your life I think a really really important component of that is exactly what you said of, of the rest like you you have to have you know maybe it, it ultimately relates into our self-worth as well why, why people you know feel those challenges and it's easy to to identify with that kind of programming of the do it, do it, action now, results oriented, you know, and, and if if we achieve this place within our being of recognizing our own inherent worth and then giving yourself permission to uh, do what is necessary, which is to allow things to um, you know to integrate, allow allow your your being to recover. Um, it's very important that, that the nurturing aspect uh, go hand in hand with the, you know, the, the action aspect that you're being inspired to change these directions. And, you know, I know the timing now, whew, like way more intense than it was in 2011 when I made that change myself. And yet what, what I was doing in that period of time that I look back on now, like, and even in this thinking in this conversation is that, you know, for, for me, my, my rest and recovery for years has been fly fishing and, uh, you know, living in the desert and there's no ocean (laughs) around us other than an ocean of sagebrush. But, uh, you know, the, my, my ability to ground in would be to go fly fishing and, 
you know, I, I was able to give myself permission to do that. Like when I was being called, when I felt that call of like, I need to go ground, I need to go get into the flow of the river and, and allow that energy to move. I mean, that, that was a hugely important piece of the puzzle for me to be able to muster the energy and, and, and to like coalesce that vision into an action place. And so, you know, I, I would recommend that as, you know, people listening to this that are being, you know, feeling, uh, you know, like a, a related kind of inspiration rising within themselves right now, that it's highly important that we we do everything that we can to nurture ourselves um, and then also being aware of any potential patterns like I would have carried in the past about indulging too much into, <laughs> you know, into that because then you can engage avoidance. But, uh, um, you know, but that it's really an important I think that's really an important piece to for everybody to know. And, and we are under such I mean, we can't even conceive of the degree of which our energy bodies are being affected right now by this whole process. And so. Um, you know, giving ourselves permission to, to, to rest and recover as you're in, you know, actioning your inspiration, I think is very important. Uh Oh, Matthew, you did it. What? <laughs> you brought up recreation and nature. <laughs> oh, that's a long one. You know, you're going to be here all day. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, for Justine and I, obviously going outside and connecting with the planet, with the earth, which is not under the stronghold of the matrix. I mean, right. the matrix is an overlay, but it's really being projected through human beings onto the rest of the organic system. And so if you can go out and, you know, bare feet or, you know, walk on the earth, go swimming, you know, here we can get up into the mountains. Um, Oh my God, <laughs> it's amazing how, how big the reset can be. And, and so because we're under a barrage of so many different energies, I think it's more important than ever to, yeah, find, find that point of connection with the planetary consciousness who, you know, is evolving. We're, we're evolving in tandem and she's throwing off layers of distortion and suppression and all of these different i mean there's so many inversions operating on the planet right now you know from the mega dams to you know powerpoints to mega churches to who knows what operating on these grid points military bases etc yeah. etc et train derailments on land lines you know. <laughs> right right exactly and and yet you know at the same time uh if we go to these pockets that are relatively intact if we're lucky to have an intact ecosystem around us we can be reminded of the frequency we are moving towards as human beings. It, it really reflects to us. I mean, one key thing it reflects to us is our, a lack of presence, you know, and really getting caught up in our story and those mental overlays. That is the way that the matrix operates in this system. It, the, the mind, the foreign installation and the Don Juan material, we, we run programs that aren't coming through our channel. They're coming from, a synthetic <laughs> supercomputer, if you want to think of it like that. And, and we get, I, I, I see myself, I'll speak for myself personally, right? Get caught up in this sort of urgency like you're talking about, and it's very goal-oriented. It's like, well, I've got to get this thing rolling, and we've got to, you know, with the podcast, for example, I see the pattern start to come up of, well, we've got to get, you know, 
all the accounts registered and have all everything active and we've got to be reaching out to new people and you know all of these things and it it creates this sort of frantic internal state that is not just grounding energy and and running our own cosmic channel down to our ground point which is earth and and allowing that energy to translate into gaia like that's i think the big work that we're here to do and so trying to find that balance between okay i have things that i maybe want to see manifest in my own life but if i went and you know hermited by the river up in the mountains the rest of my life i would be doing the work majorly maybe even more so right and so the the rest and relaxation is yeah, it's. I would say it's absolutely critical. Well, and the interesting thing about that, even as you're you're both talking, is, and this is something that I want to do more of, is bring people onto the land and realize that if you're being called to a certain place, and it doesn't have to be what uh, human beings qualify as a sacred site, because as far as I'm concerned, everything is a sacred site, you're actually feeding the earth energy as well. Mm. And so what may feel like rest and relaxation and I need to be grounded and there's this conception of, you know, I get so much from just lying on the earth what I've always felt is the land itself, and this comes from the, ex- I, I guess I've been doing it all my life, more so as a kid, not all those years where I, where I own my own business, but certainly being out here in the Southwest, that when I'm on the land, the land speaks to me, no matter where I am. Mm-hmm. And the land, if I can really tune in and become aware um, it's thanking me for being there to offer to it, mm. which is part of creation. And there's that whole reciprocal thing that's always going on. Mm. Many indigenous people can speak profoundly to this. We just had a whole contingent of Peruvians here from uh, the Sacred Valley in Peru. And they spoke eloquently about everything they do is in relationship to creation. And that in and itself creates a more holistic, as far as I'm concerned, the original intent of what it is to be in a physical incarnation on this planet. And everyone has a piece of that. That's the beautiful thing about bringing people onto the land because everyone has a piece to add to that. And it's incredibly unique to add their own energy to this creation. In that way, as you were talking about, Matthew, the things that people are talking about being called to a different uh, um, way of service, I like to call it their contribution, which is directly related to what you're passionate about. That will come if you allow a different kind of perspective on what that is. It's an entirely more holistic thing than just, you know, getting your business cards, setting up a website. And 
<laughs> having a podcast and having a client list. If you can be more organic about allowing, as you said, Matthew, allowing that to come to you in this moment of time that feels like there's a transition going in your life for the next thing, the next up-leveling that may be going on, and if you can allow it to come in, it's beautiful in terms of how that happens. And being on the land, places that call you, that you feel particularly connected to, can be incredibly helpful um, in that creation process at that time. Yeah, I think like to, to build uh, upon that as well, maybe to offer reassurance to people that find themselves, you know, going through this experience and yet they live in Houston, Texas, or, or like us, you know, living in the New York area. You know, I lived in, I lived in Brooklyn when I was in my early twenties and, um, that, that, that desire to connect into the natural world. And as you say, coming into this, the, the land here where we live, we're very blessed, you know, because of the, the access to land and, um, you know, the, the, the energy that is here in this, this vortex of Taos. And yet living in Brooklyn, you know, I, I worked in the empire state building for about a year and a half. And I, you know, which is in, in the heart of midtown in Manhattan, you know, and, uh, thousands and thousands of people constantly around, you know, and what I would do is I, I would try to go regularly after work. I would take the subway up, up to Central Park. Right. And I and I discovered I had a, my brother in law had told me about the ramble in Central Park, which is like the most natural part of the actual environment where like the exposed granite bedrock is right there, you know, glacially sculpted. And and I, I would go in there. And even though I'm in the middle of the city of millions, tens of millions of people in, in the field, by going in there and like wandering around and looking at the trees and smelling the air and and seeing actual like topsoil in the earth, you know, and that it's not a concrete jungle. And then, you, you know, I would I found this one crack in the granite inside the ramble where there was a long crack. And in that crack was a tree that had grown and it's it had one root going one way and one root going the other way, filling the crack. And I remember I would go there and tune into that and just give that tree so much respect that that tree had like made it work in a crack of bedrock, you know, and and there it was a 30 or 40 year old tree. And that's the, so we can access these frequencies, you know, you can access the natural environment even by putting your attention on the sycamore tree that was growing in the little patch of dirt right outside of my apartment in Brooklyn. And so, you know, for giving hope to people that that perhaps are living in these situations that, you know, you don't have to escape into like wilderness in order to tune in, but it's the alignment with the energy and the intentionality of connecting in with the field of the natural world, because that natural world is all around us, you know, even if it's covered up in a bunch of concrete with, you know, with concrete and glass and steel buildings all around us. It's, yeah. it is still available and he, and everybody has the ability to look up and see a cloud, you know? And so, um, yeah, that that's, you know, we have access into these fields and this is maybe part of our multidimensionality, you know, coming online is that, uh, we can bring those energies through regardless of, of where you find yourself daily. Yeah. I think that is a very good reminder. And yeah, I, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> I, 
I've had experiences. I feel lucky to have had experiences in my life with um, maybe certain medicines <laughs> being in a slightly altered state. But what you realize is that the altered state is our normal state. Yeah. What we would call, you know, the programmed state or the matrix state. It that's an altered state. The normal, like the the true normal state, the true center state, is to see the brilliance uh, and the creativity all around you. And so I remember, you know, maybe late high school, early college years, having these experiences outside in in the desert or in uh, Maine and the moss forests where I would suddenly see something. I would see the exquisite detail and intelligence and the life force moving through these environments. And it totally transformed how I looked at the external world. I was, you know, you're, you're walking through this sacred realm of the most intricate, magical creativity you could ever conceive of. And, and there's so many weird little whimsical nuances to how it's all been brought together. And even, uh, I think it was last night, you know, my cat was meowing and I was just like, what a what a crazy creation to make this like little fuzz covered animal with so much like personality and so many weird little nuances. And, you know, I think that's why we love our pets is because they're outside of the matrix field, too. And so we see it, it it's so entertaining for us to watch the way in which they express and translate energy, you know, and and the same goes you know, maybe not quite as relatable, but with like our house plants, you know, and they're, they're pouring out this beauty and this intricate design. And it connects us back to this field of creation. And the earth is a storehouse of that creation. And and so many magical codes and frequencies are contained there. And the only issue is that we're blind to them. We don't see them because we're wrapped up in mental programs, you know, and I've had a lot of experiences going to places that for me are absolutely sacred and and I, ha- I have a, a reverence that's as powerful as anything in, in my life experience. And someone there with me never sees it. Yeah. And it's, you know, when when we talk about the experience, you know, maybe enough to like take some photos or something, but to see it is different, hmm. to really see it. And I think just to try to then correlate this back to how we opened the conversation, you know, we're we're doing the same thing with our inner process. We're trying to look at what has been programmed into us as a limiting pathway that feeds energy into the matrix and into the inversion system. And we're trying to differentiate between that and what are our true organic crystalline pathways that connects to source, that connects to all that is and where the true magic flows and the, the creation actually happens and translates, you know? And so we, we can go out into the natural world and see that brilliance reflected in the same way that we can tune in in a meditation and see, okay, that's a creation channel. Like that's beautiful energy. And I want more of that everywhere in the world around me, you know? And meanwhile, this is programming, this is programming, this is programming, erase, clear, cut the cords, boom, let it go, right? And the more of us that do that, I mean, talk about doing the work. I, I don't care what your external life looks like at all, right? You can have any job, you can be anywhere on the planet, you know, you can live in Vegas. I, I mean, that's all good. But if you're, do, if you're running that process internally, 
throughout your day for even just a minute of your day, it's massive, right? Because we're, we're purging the inverted frequencies and we're allowing the creation codes to anchor again. And that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and isn't it interesting that we have to relearn that? Because two things made me think of. I have a dear friend at Taos Pueblo. There was another friend who came in and was talking about a trip that he had just gone on. And, and the three of us were sharing, and this other friend was saying, and, oh, and there was all this synchronicity and magic. And the friend from Taos Pueblo just sort of nodded with that wise, you know, knowing way and said, that's actually the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> that's the way we have lived for, you know, thousands of years. So there's that. It's perspective. It's perspective. And then there's also, if anyone can go back to those precious moments when you were a child, that you were either alone or you had those moments of wonderment. You had those moments of, I, I still can remember waking up on a Saturday morning when I didn't have to go to school and sitting bolt upright in bed going, ah, as soon as I get my chores done, because there were always chores, <laughs> I could do whatever I want. And I would make a beeline for, you know, going outside because we were allowed to go outside into nature and run around in the woods. Um, but if you can remember those feelings and maybe you can access those those moments of of wonderment from your own childhood when none of these overlays were part of your existence you were just pure um experience you were just interacting with the world whatever that was for you in just a very pure way that is exactly what you were just talking about zane it's like being in that, you know, crystalline, pure, you know, so it's, it, is it work? Because I have a really hard time and have had a hard time with that word for a long time. Can it, can it not be, and work, the only meaning to work is effort towards something, but it has the um, distortion a lot of times in our culture, like, oh, you know, I got to work towards something. I got to work towards something. I'd rather, you know, play towards something. I'd rather remove all of the restrictions and just put myself in that place of pure awareness and have the experience of. And then you can sort of get back to that place, it seems to me, where you can, even if it's for a fleeting moment of that crystalline channel that you talk about, and then you build on that. And there's no sort of guidebook because I feel like everyone can make suggestions and, but you have your own unique way of coming at it. And that's why I think having conversations of this sort are really important for people to have also, because some of it is we're sort of groping around in the dark as we're moving towards, you know, creating this, uh, you know, new world, new earth, whatever you want to call it. And it's really important to get the feedback and reflection from other like-minded beings and talk about it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like anybody's got this all figured out. It's called creation, folks. We're supposed to be creator beings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we talk it into creation, and right? Like, and it, there's also, I mean, I relate to the frustration of there being only talk. Like, that can get really old, too, you know? And especially if the talk is not at a frequency that's really necessarily lighting me up, I'll, I'll kind of lose interest. But by... The, I, I noticed in a, in a previous um, kind of phase of this process that we're all going through and we're all at different points. But when I was I was awake, you know, let's let's say this was five years ago or something. And I, I knew a lot of these things kind of intellectually, but I would watch myself phase in and out of that reality. And so I would like turn on all of these podcasts and shows and like, you know, do a guided meditation or something to try to pull that frequency band back into focus. And then I'd, I would be working or something and watch it kind of slip away, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'd be like, no, come on and pull it back into my reality. I was just reflecting this morning on how that has now stopped every day. I'm fully conscious of what we're in the middle of now. Mm-hmm. And so in my own personal journey, that means I am more in service of this new timeline, you know, and I don't have to look out at the world and complain that such and such hasn't happened yet because I can be assured that in my own internal state, it is happening without any doubt, without any question. And that's the only thing I can fully take responsibility for is the energy I'm anchoring and then projecting into manifestation. Um, And I remember when you were talking, Ginger, just, uh, just the other day, pulling my boat off the river and walking up this, this little message came in super clearly. It's not about what you do. It's about the frequency at which you do it, Mm. you know, and it's, I mean, that's it. All the masters, right. Have been teaching forever. And, uh, so I kind of hogged the, the mic there. I'm sorry, Matt. No, no, not at all. No, I think that that's, that's perfect because like what, as you're describing that oscillation, um, when you, when you initially were speaking about the oscillation a few minutes ago, and I, I was seeing this, this overlay of the, you know, the model of the nature of reality that we've been given going down to the very smallest manifestation of our material reality, which would be an atom, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, apart from subatomic stuff, whatever, but the, in this model that we're given of an atom and we've got these electrons that are, that are, you know, again, I don't know if this model is totally accurate, but it's a great metaphor um, that the, the electrons as they're, they're moving at the speed of light around, or maybe even faster around the, the atom, there's this inherent oscillation where the, where, you know, observation has been made that these these electrons are phasing in and out of this reality, right? And so, uh, when you look at that at the very core foundational building block of of the nature of our reality as we've understood it, that fifty percent of the time it's actually out of phase and in, into this other realm. You know, the electron is out of phase, which means the field of the atom is out of phase half of the time as above so below right and so that we we see ourselves if we if we look at our own energy field and understand that through that translation of reality 50% of the time our our experience our consciousness our energy body is out of phase with this material reality and so i, I was just kind of seeing that then as this 
this explanation of like maybe why uh, you know we're, we're oscillating with with these things going going into the oh I'm so lit up I'm inspired I understand what's going on to as you were saying oh geez I gotta wake up and do my dishes now <laughs> you know and and so I think that you know building upon that then with what you were just saying Ginger that uh, and Zane that the intentionality that we bring into this experience of um, where we are aligning our energy consciously and the and if that model holds true uh, to a degree that only 50 percent of uh, of our time that actually is in existence is the cohesion like perception of our life then what we do is if you can bring intentionality into what you're aligning with uh, as much as possible, then you're, you're making a frequency alignment that then begins to kind of, you know, make make the consensus reality, the consensus reality that you are intending, the alignment with the creator. And it's like, you know, for every day that you do that, every day that you're consciously uh, making an alignment with this new creation, it's almost as if it begins maybe washing away some of that the unconsciousness that that where the matrix has entrained our reality creation right and and what what you know what's on the other side of that that other 50% that we have no conscious awareness of most of the time uh, i mean that's that's the great mystery maybe but um i my my understanding would be that it's maybe it's it's pure consciousness within that quantum field or pure consciousness in this other dimensionality and maybe we're bridging that gap you know by by bringing in that that intentional alignment and so it you know it doesn't matter if you wake up and you feel frustrated about you know the 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 density that we're dragging through but even in that moment then that you can just make that small shift as you said like i'm sitting here staring at this big beautiful geranium plant and it's and even even in that like recalibrating going gosh look at the beauty of that green frequency coming through the light in the geranium leaf that itself is the recalibration and uh will help I think uh, entrain our perception, our energy body, however we want to talk about it, into the the conscious creation and away from the distorted reality matrix, the false light matrix. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I got shivers on that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Well, I think that we should probably call that a wrap for this go around. Now that I'm all fired up, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Perfect. Let's That's gonna last one. you for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It might make it till like three thirty. <laughs> <Well, laughs> the way then things we are just going. Go to the river, though. Yeah. I'm planning on it. You all are welcome. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you both. Awesome. Excellent. I love you guys. Woo.